Good evening, everyone. I'm going to invite you to find a seat. It's good to be with you all. Thankfully, I think we've uh, avoided that little bit of a heat wave we had a few days ago where it was in the mid-90s, right? That would have made this a little less comfortable, but we're enjoying a much cooler evening today, so that's good. Uh, as always, it is a privilege and a joy to join you in, join with you in worship and for special occasions such as this. Uh, t- this evening, there's a few different things that we're going to be doing uh, to really dedicate a space that you see outside these windows uh, that is lovely and beautiful and has a very specific and special purpose. Uh, before I open with a word of prayer, I just want to remind everyone that we're asking that you wear masks. It looks like you all are. Uh, if you need a mask, there are some right back there on the table between the double doors. Uh, we're mindful of the fact that this is Memorial Day weekend, so there are people traveling, people all over the place gathering. Uh, we want to do our part to protect people and keep people safe. But let me open with a word of prayer as we begin our time together this evening. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for a history for a legacy and an ancestry in our faith, where we can look back to previous generations upon whose shoulders we stand. We thank you for the gift of the opportunity to gather in this place at this time, on a beautiful day, to commemorate and to dedicate a special space in the honor of those who've gone before us. We pray your blessing upon all that happens here in this time and in this place. We thank you for the opportunity we have to connect with people who are friends and brothers and sisters in faith, as well as family connected to us. And so we pray that you would be in our midst, that we would feel your presence in a very powerful way, and we thank you for the gift of being able to be together in this evening. We pray your blessing on all that happens here in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this evening, there are a few programmatic elements of what we're going to do inside, and one very special one we're going to do outside. Uh, So it's a little different than your traditional worship service where you might just spend the whole time in the room, Uh, but it should be a gift to spend our time together. Over the course of the moments that we spend here in the room, we're going to sing two songs. The words and music you will see up on the screen. Uh, You are invited to sing those songs, standing, seated, however you feel led. You do not need to stand if you do not want to. Uh, If you'd like to, you can. You're invited to worship freely. Both of these songs have very powerful lyrics, and I invite you to reflect on them, to think about what it is that you're actually singing. They're classic hymns of the Christian faith, and so I invite you to reflect on those. Eventually, there will be a time where we have an open microphone, and if you have something you'd like to share uh, in memory of someone connected to our church, uh, or definitely and specifically those families who we are remembering tonight, we invite you to use that, and I will instruct you when we get to that time. Uh, Additionally, near the end, before we transition to outside, I'll give you instruction so you will not lose your way. Do not worry. I'm here to guide you. To begin, we're going to sing a very special song. It is called, Great is Thy Faithfulness. So as I said, I invite you to reflect on the lyrics, to sing along with the lyrics. Uh, The music will be there in the background, and I invite you to worship as you feel led.
At this time, I want to introduce our opportunity for our open mic sharing. Uh, just a word of instruction on how this will go. Uh, I want you to be mindful that you have an opportunity to share. So if there's some uh, reflection you'd like to share about a member of our church who's passed, uh, this is an opportunity to come tell a brief story, uh, to tell about some character trait or thing that really impressed you about them or blessed you uh, through them, uh, and to testify. This is, in a way, a testimony to God's faithfulness through brothers and sisters in Christ, right? So I invite you, uh, if you want to, you can come and use the microphone. It's on and ready. I do want to give you one word of instruction to try and be mindful of time so that we all have an opportunity should there be numerous of us who'd like to share. But the microphone is open for those who'd like to come. Shared my behavior. 
Each one of them contributing to kingdom work day after day, week after week, month after month, and years after years. Ten gave tirelessly, literally, for the cause of the church. And the recent years, we finished landscaping that corner hill right out there. And then there was Ken with a wheelbarrow full of rocks going from one side of the campus to the other. And this was just a few years ago. So he was always working, always in the middle of whatever project was going on. On the day before Abby was born, I ended up at the 24-hour fitness on Hillsdale, trying to squeeze in one last swim before I gave birth. Well, I ended up being there in the middle of water aerobics. So before I left that pool, I was awkwardly introduced to every person doing water aerobics <laughs> in my big belly uh, before I left. That was it, right? And then they will always introduce me to whoever they were with, whoever they knew. Barbara never failed to come to arrive at church with a band full of people. I always remember more people than seemed like to fit in her car uh, filled the seats around her each Sunday. During her last year in hospice, she said over and over, I just can't wait to be with Jesus and go back home to him. That was her wish. That was her dream. Lila was a part of the creation of Kingdom Crew as a ministry over 11 years ago. Her gift of time taught so many kindergartners how to read as she sat down day after day, reading with them one-on-one, which couldn't be done by the other staff. With love and patience, she invested in those children, and some of them are coming back to volunteer and working in the improvement of their cycle. The thing shot of the garden has a plaque with 3 John 1 4. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This verse gives testimony to who each of those three people were in this church and in their families, to their friends and their neighbors and their communities. They trained up others by mentoring and investing in loving. And those people follow Jesus today because of them. So may there be a testimony that everyone who enters the garden, everyone who comes to this church, they may see by the beauty of that space and be reminded of who God is and to walk in that same truth.
Father Kendall was the most loving person in the family. Her career started that I know of back in a, when she was a teacher for Unlocked School District, taught six for many years. After she retired, she decided to take on more teaching here at Louisville Christian School when we had that. She sent me, I remember, me two, three years before she just couldn't handle it on retired from that. I remember her going, when, uh, before we had Tim Anderson here, she would drive the church van to take kids here to junior camp and high school camps. And she just loved doing that. She also used the church van to pick up people, drop them off. But Anderson, she's been very thankful to this church. She just felt like she just couldn't give up. She just kept on doing what she can to keep, keep involved in the church and never give up. Just kept on going.
or great grandparents. It's because of those people. You know, five of them are my grandparents. Some of them are still around. And many have gone. Very blessed by all of that. There's a ministry that Little Vale, as it was called at the time, accomplished though they nor I had any idea. Anyone else? We have time for one more if there's a final reflection to share. Okay. This is a special opportunity when we are able to share memories like these because we look back at people whose lives have deeply impacted us, right? And that's generations of people, not just one person or a couple people. We, st- we stand on the shoulders of many, many generations who've gone before. 
Well, as we prepare in a few minutes to dedicate the space that's outside, we have to offer special thanks to the people whose hands and labor actually constructed the space. Uh, And so at this time, I want to invite uh, Jader and Elmer, if they would, to stand. Uh, They were our foremen who worked on the project. It is what it is because of the artistry of their craft. So I want to ask you to bless them. Thank you so much. I've walked by four or five times over the stages of construction, watching it take shape and form, and every time I come back with, wow, it's there, there's a new piece, and here we are, and we're moving forward, and now look at it, it's gorgeous. So thank you so much for your hard work, for your dedication, for your giving of your time and talents and energy uh, to bless the whole church with such a beautiful space. It is a gift to all of us, and it's a gift to the families. It's a gift to our our heritage and the legacy of the church that we share. So thank you, both of you. For much of human history, people have utilized stone as a way to commemorate or remember people and events of the past. Ancient Egypt built massive structures and carved and painted stone. Ancient Greece and Rome built stone monuments to heroes and stories. Many other cultures have done this as well. Even today, we see stone used in cemeteries and memorial constructions. And in the great narrative of Scripture, there are stories of God's people utilizing stones for the very same purpose. One of my favorite examples of this comes from the first Samuel chapter 7. It's a brief story where God's people were under threat of attack from the neighboring Philistines. The prophet Samuel intervened, and the people asked him to pray for them. He prayed. He built an altar. He called upon the Lord while offering a sacrifice on the altar. And in dramatic fashion, and if you haven't read the story, I encourage you to go to 1 Samuel 7. In dramatic fashion, as the opposing army stood within sight of the nation of Israel, a thunderstorm rolls in and blasts the enemy army with fear and trembling sending them fleeing. God stepped in to avert a violent conflict. The people of God were saved. Following this powerful act of deliverance, the prophet Samuel took a stone and he set it up nearby the location of this event. And he named the stone Ebenezer, which in Hebrew means stone of help. In so doing, Samuel created a visual marker of God's faithfulness. It was a stone which gave the people memory of how God had worked in the past. It was a stone which not only told the story from the past, but also gave hope for the future. The idea of creating a space or a marker to remember people and events, it's not a new thing. It goes all the way back to ancient history. And tonight, part of what we're doing is dedicating a special space to the purpose of reminding us of all those who've gone before. This church has existed in various places and times here in San Jose, originally named the first free Methodist church of San Jose. People began worshiping as part of this congregation in the 1880s. That means, In one form or another, this congregation has existed for nearly 150 years. Wow, right? That is impressive. That's multiple generations of Jesus followers 
living, working, serving, and being community together. Of course, our ancestry in the faith is, goes much farther back than just 150 years. We can look back to Benjamin and Ellen Roberts, who started the Free Methodist Church, to John and Charles Wesley, who started the Methodist movement, and centuries and centuries of people through church history who gathered for worship, who shared the love of God with their communities all the way back to Jesus in Palestine with his disciples, teaching, healing, proclaiming the kingdom of God. That's our heritage. That's our history. We stand on the shoulders of generations of people. They weren't perfect. They messed it up at times. They made mistakes. We can learn from their example. One of the benefits of learning history is humility. If our spiritual ancestors got something wrong or missed the mark, we ought to learn from them. Be attentive to our circumstances here in the present, to pray for wisdom, to pray for humility in our own day and age. Additionally, as we look back to the past, we are reminded that God is faithful. We have centuries of history to look back and say God is faithful. God invites his people to partner in the work of sharing the love of the kingdom with all others. So, as we dedicate a memorial garden this evening, let us remember our spiritual mothers and fathers. Let us recognize their humanity. Let us take stock of where we are in the present, how we are doing. Let us look forward to the future with hope and purpose. This garden can be our Ebenezer, a reminder of God's faithfulness, and hopefully an inspiration to future hope. Amen? Amen. At this time, I want to offer a special prayer of dedication, so I invite you to join me as I pray this prayer of dedication over the garden uh, that we are about to bless. Please join me in prayer. Blessed Trinity, we are gathered here in this place with a special purpose. We want to honor and cherish the memory of those who've gone before us as part of our church family. We gather to remember them, to celebrate them, and to lean on their example and faith as we push forward into the future. We thank you, Lord, for mothers and fathers in the faith who paved the way for us. We thank you, Lord, for ancestors who gave of their time, talents, and resources to bless the church and invest in the mission. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, which had hands and feet in their lives of dedication and commitment. Together we celebrate them, we dedicate this newly constructed memorial garden to their memory, as well as to our future inspiration. May we who continue to worship and serve here walk by this garden and regularly be reminded of your faithfulness and your grace. May we be granted greater faith as we trust you for the future. And may future generations be blessed by our work as we have been blessed by the work of those who've gone before us. All of this we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we're going to sing our next song. And as we did the first time, we're going to see the lyrics on the screen and as well hear the music. I invite you to sing along, to reflect on the words, uh, and to remember the message that we're here to remember.
We've come to the time where I'm going to invite you and give you instruction to join us outside for the formal dedication of this memorial garden. So just a brief word of instruction. Uh, I think the best thing to do will be to line up along the sidewalk that's right here on this side, uh, this wall, uh, and then as best you can, curl around. And then those uh, members of the families who are representative who are going to be cutting the ribbon, the ribbon is at this end over by the parking lot. And so I invite you to go to that end to start. Uh, just so that you're aware, this part will be brief. I'm going to pray a prayer again over the garden. We're going to anoint it with oil, and then I'll ask those representatives to cut the ribbon, and then we'll join in some food and fellowship. So you're dismissed now, so go ahead and make your way out to the sidewalk. <laughs> 